Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Roger Weiss and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Derek Kramer producing. Morning, guys. Morning. Beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, DK. Man, what a weekend (laughs) last week uh, for uh, the Williamsville East uh, softball team. Holy cow. So, Rod, you're going to get into that a little bit later on. Nationally ranked, man. That's top. I think they might have just squeezed into the top ten. I had heard number nine the last time. I heard uh, number nine. It depends on where you go. There's USA Today and there's Max Preps out there. Number nine? Yeah, then number one is nine. nine. One, I guess, would they would be in the ninth rank. The other one, uh, 11th rank. So we'll call them top ten. Yeah, yeah, it's good enough for me. I like it, so congratulations to them. In fact, the Williamsville East girls softball team will be the state champions. We'll be in studio next week, and uh, we will help celebrate their state championship. Yeah, I might have been to... able to get them this week, but the trouble is, I believe, I know there's a tournament at... Uh, I can't say Pepsi Center anymore, right? It's the North Town Center? All right. I won't say Pepsi Center because that would be wrong. Right. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Who's on first? Didn't you miss me last week? Seriously. You must have missed me. Uh, no, but uh, in theory, the pitcher on the state championship team, if she wants to, can play in a 16 and under tournament, if you could believe that. So maybe that's why they didn't come in this week. But uh, they're all available next week. I believe next week the tournament there would be the Open. So you're talking, Anthony, people your age could play in that tournament if they so desired. Hey, I played center field uh, a couple weeks ago in practice. I used to. Still uh, have some uh, speed left in these legs. I had two positions they always put me in. Concession stand? No, (laughs) left out and left right out. Yeah. Well, I imagine with a lot of uh, baseball players and softball players, you go right from your high school team to your travel team if you uh, if you do play summer uh, sports. I would assume most of them yeah. Do. Once school gets out, you're free to travel all around the country. That's why, if you, in fact, I can recall. Oh my God, I can't believe it was five years. Five years since Will North won the state uh, softball. We had Julian. Uh, uh, some of her girls in here, and that was like the f- second Saturday in August. And the only the, before we could get them in here and get all the girls in. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I remember that it's the same day as our my high school alumni picnic, and I had my Kensington on, which is green and gold colors. And she says, "Why are you wearing Will North colors and that thing?" That's the yeah, only reason I remember that. it. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, you know between one tournament and another. And I mean, there's tournaments in Pittsburgh; they're all over. It's not just local tournaments already. They went right from the, uh, you know, high school interscholastic competition to travel. And I mean serious travel. We're not just 
talking house leagues and all that. We're talking literally travel teams going right. out of state. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I'm so glad my son doesn't play travel. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a game, uh, Raj. <laughs> it was one of the, we scored seven runs on no hits in the first <laughs> inning. <laughs> Nikki walked three times. Uh, shout out to Ty Manjone, who had a, a grand slam at the end of the game. As soon as the ball hit his bat, I knew it was out of the out of the park. So congratulations, Ty. So Job well done. So you're saying, as Joe Garagio used to say, it would be out of uh, every park but Yellowstone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was one of those deals where we had to tell the kids by the third inning, all right, no more stealing. <laughs> Stay on your base. You know, you don't want to make it uh, – so that the other team's not having fun either. So I'd like for both teams to have fun. All right, uh, guys. Man, it's hard to believe the school year is over. And before we get to news and notes, there's something that's been kind of a tradition on this program. Oh, I want to say back to 2002, I believe. And it's something that has always reminded me of my childhood growing up. Last day of school at PSA, PS, PSA, PS81, walking over to school and coming home and turning on the radio. And within minutes, you would always hear this song pop up. And it just was the best way to start scum, start the summer vacation. Let's hear a little bit of Alice Cooper there. Congratulations, class 2019.
the best way to start the summer off, and that's Alice Cooper Schools Out. Bringing me back to my youth, and uh, always figured, man, this is always thought this is a great way to start summer. Listening to Alice Cooper, uh, the lyrics in that song are absolutely phenomenal. Great tune. All right, guys, let's get into news and notes. As I said, congratulations to the class 2019. School may not be out. You still have college to go, so good luck to you guys. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, but the uh, Wilson-Lakeman women's basketball camp is going to take place Monday, July 1st through Wednesday, July 3rd. It's only $50 a kid this year. Uh, uh, Brian's broken it down into uh, two courses. You've got your second through seventh graders. That's going to be from 8 to 11 a.m. Then your eighth through 11th graders are 12 to three so uh they're gonna camps are gonna focus on teaching fundamentals of basketball uh the daily programs will be uh, comprised of instructions drills team competitions the camp will strive to help each player improve his or her game a lot of uh in fact if you go to our facebook page inside high school sports uh there's a form that brian posted you could fill that out if you are interested and you know this is the, t- the time of the year. A lot of camps and, and clinics going on. Uh, p- kids getting ready for football, hockey, uh, basketball, things like that. If you have a camp or a clinic and you would like to promote it, uh, we are going to take calls a little bit later on in the program, 803-0550. We'd like to hear about your camps or clinics. These are important. You know, If you have a kid that's looking to further his or her sports career, Obviously, camps and clinics are a huge help in, uh, to achieve that goal. If your child is, eh, I'm just happy being out there, maybe camps and clinics aren't so important. So we'll get into that a little well, bit. Well, especially in the case of this camp, uh, you know, Brian and his program in Wilson are successful every year. They're always the top one or two teams in the, uh, you know, Niagara Orleans League. And then when they come to the... Uh, basketball playoffs in late February and early March, they compete against the rest of uh, the uh, people in what, I guess that would be Class C or possibly B, too. C, yeah. Uh, uh, always uh, a threat. Uh, I think uh, last couple of years, uh, well, not this past year, but before that, the one year I think they won uh, C1. I can't. I, you yeah, know, they're they always competing. Back for... and forth, but they're always competing. They right. always make an appearance at Buff State. Yeah, so, I mean, they're important, and obviously it's helped the Wilson Lakin uh, women program. So, again, if you have a camp or clinic that you would like to promote, 803-0550. Kenmore West High School has announced their Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, pretty uh, diverse class here. These individuals will be inducted at a ceremony on Friday, October 18th. Uh, let's see, we have... Marissa Dressel, 2010 swimming. Tara uh, Kiebrick, 1997 field hockey, basketball, outdoor track and field. Brandon Lathrop, uh, you probably remember that name, Raj, 2012 football, wrestling, outdoor track. Jenna Panapinto, 2012 soccer, basketball, outdoor track. Lexi Panapinto, 2012 soccer, basketball, outdoor track. Santa Maria Brothers, Bernie, 1962, Paul, 1965, and Rob, 1968. Football, uh, track, gymnastics, Phyllis Seva, 1976, soccer, 
volleyball, basketball, and softball. Bill Tepes, 1970, football and baseball. John Thebold, 1948, football, basketball, baseball. Jennifer Wilcox, 1990, volleyball, basketball, softball. Uh, so congratulations to those. Uh, let's see, coaches, uh, Judy Strybich, uh, 1973 to 1990 in volleyball, soccer, tennis, and softball. Could you repeat that, Tony? I missed part of it. Here you go. Help yourself. <laughs> Francis. All right, we got some breaking news from last night. Uh, Christian Veyu has decided to leave Canisius. He, of course, was their starting quarterback last year. Uh, he will be attending the Bullis School, uh, I believe is a prep school in Potomac, Maryland, and he's also going to be reclassifying to be the class of 2021. So that is a big loss for Canisius, but they have a couple of quarterbacks coming up the pipeline. Uh, it'll be between Gabe Fisher, who will be a junior, and then Tyler Baker, who is the nephew of who we just talked about, Brian Baker, will be competing for that starting job at Canisius. Oh, open competition. Pretty good. Let's see. We got the uh, thanks to Pete Schneider for sending this one in. The Monsignor Martin Baseball All-Catholic Team. And by the way, we are going to have uh, Tom Prince on in the next coming weeks to discuss his all-baseball team. Uh, we have Alex uh, Bellet of uh, a senior St. Mary's Pitcher of the Year. Matthew Rafe. Uh, senior Nichols, co-player of the year. Sam Murphy, junior St. Joe's, he's a co-player of the year. Jack Arnold, senior, Canisius. Christian Cabrera, a sophomore, Canisius. Will Carlone, senior, St. Joe's. Tyler Coy, senior, Canisius. Alexander Dismian, uh, junior, uh, St. Francis. Jeremy Glinsky, senior, Bishop Tymon. Michael Hartman, senior, St. Francis. Sean Hayes, senior, Bishop Tymon. Cole Laskowski, senior, St. Mary's. Connor McKendry, senior, St. Joe's. Chris Nino, uh, junior, St. Mary's. Brady O'Brien, senior, St. Mary's. Christopher Rowan, junior, Canisius. Trent Rumley, sophomore, St. Mary's. Grayson Schaefer, senior, Canisius. Elliot Widenor, uh, junior St. Ju uh, Joe's. Then the second team, all Catholic, David uh, Belsido, junior, St. Francis, Patrick Berziak, uh, sophomore, Nichols, Vincent Copalupo, a senior, St. Joe's, Nicholas DiCarlo, sophomore, St. Joe's, uh, R. Hitchens Edwards IV, senior, St. Francis, Mitchell Flocair, junior, St. Joe's, Kane Gregory, Senior, St. Francis. William Hearn, Senior, St. Joe's. Michael Hellig, Junior, St. Francis. Tyler Curl, a Junior, St. Mary's. Benjamin Lewis, a Senior at Canisius. Cole Marjoram, Senior at Canisius. Patrick McCann, Senior, St. Joe's. Manny McLean, Sophomore, Timon. Cole Murray, Senior, St. Mary's. Luke Zabluski, Junior, St. Mary's. Brandon Tome, Sophomore, St. Mary's, and Kevin Wojcinski, senior, Cardinal O'Hara. In the so, old country, we say Wojcinski. Wojcinski, there you go. Quickly, Anthony, I just want to mention, for you girls uh, that are going into your senior or junior or sophomore 
freshman year for that matter, there's still a chance for you to try out for the uh, girls basketball BCANY team that uh, if you're available August 2nd through 4th, it'll be played in Binghamton. They have four practices. You had to make two. Well, they only have two left. It would be Tuesday night at N-Trip and Thursday night at Sacred Heart uh Sacred Heart Academy on Main Street in uh, Snyder, I guess you would call that. Uh, six to eight at N Trip. Uh, I'm sorry, seven to nine at N Trip. Six to eight at Sacred Heart. If you're interested in trying out and you haven't been to either practice, you must make both. Both two out of four are required. They've already had two. If should you decide, bring reversible pullovers for the scrimmaging. Once again, Tuesday night, 7 to 9 at end trip. Thursday night, 6 to 8 at Sacred Heart. And as always, Nate, great job. Ron Stepien, Brian Baker. I believe Nick O'Neill will be involved with the team as well this year. So we're hoping for a good turnout. If half the girls we have show up at these things, we could put a really competitive team down there to play with anybody in the state. Speaking of Sacred Heart, I almost missed the Sibian Ryan, uh, stand-up Siobhan. basketball player. Siobhan. Is Siobhan Ryan. Uh, she announced she will be going to the University of Richmond to continue her academic and athletic career. Oh, cool. She's only go- she's going to be she's going into her senior year at Sacred Heart, so she's got another year. Nice. Oh, I love hearing about kids that are going on to the bigger schools, or even the local schools, but just continuing your education. Good stuff. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, Roger is going to recap last weekend's uh, amazing uh, run for Williamsville East, so we'll talk about that and more. Again, if you have a sports camp or clinic, you want to call in 803-0550. We'll be back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Tony, Roger, and Francis hanging out, talking high school sports like we do each and every Saturday morning for the past 18 years. Been a long time, Rog. Yeah, hey, and I'm on my 16th year with you, Anthony. Wow, time flies. (laughs) It really (laughs) does. All right, you had the pleasure last week of attending and witnessing Williamsville East winning their uh, championship. They've... uh, two games and uh you were able to catch them both tell us about them well i guess my most anxious moment the uh first game started at nine o'clock my most anxious moment happened actually between i don't know eight fifteen and eight forty-five, because as of that time will east hadn't arrived at the park yet and all i could think of was oh no you know they wanted they made separate buses one bus took Eden team and half of the uh, Will East team down on Friday. Right. Second bus 
picked up the senior girls from Will East after the prom. Yeah, that was at 1230. They went to post-prom at midnight, stayed there for a half hour, and then took a bus all the way over to... Where was it? South Glen Falls. South Glen Falls, Moreau wow. Park. Yeah, and uh, so you're you're basically talking about very little sleep. Yes, well, it was, they, uh, it's tough yeah. to sleep on a bus. Rachel Stefan says she figures she had four hours. Wow. I mean, I don't know how. I they were running I, on pure adrenaline, I think. Yeah, then well, how? Yeah, but how can you? You just get done with the prom, and you're anticipating. Uh, playing in a state semifinal. How the <laughs> hell could you possibly sleep? Yes, <laughs> I, I can't figure that out. <laughs> I bet that was a thing. So now, like I say, it's it's getting around. It's eight thirty. Uh, the uh, uh, I can't think of the name of the team. Uh, Walter Pena's, I believe, is the team they beat in the semifinals. They're already finishing up their warm up. Well, then all of a sudden, here comes. Uh, as they finally walked in, the whole team, and uh, you know, in fact, I looked at Rachel Stefan and says, "Gee, are you okay? You look like you haven't got much sleep." But they were wound up; they were ready. First game, uh, top of the first inning, two outs. Rachel hits one over the right center field fence, one to nothing, and then uh, their cleanup hitter, Ella. Was it Kowski? It's one of those W Polish names. Yes, it begins with W and ends in SKI. There's a few of them on that team, so I don't and I don't have it in front of me. She hits one back to back home runs, two to nothing with uh, Summer Clark, one to nothing. Things are looking good, two to nothing. Good luck to the opponents. Uh, Summer only faced 22 batters. You figure the minimum is 21. Mm -hmm. The one girl got a hit. It was a seeing eye hit right down the left field line. I don't know how close to this line because I was screened by the dugout, but uh, that was the only flaw in that first game. Uh, Look, uh, fast forward to the second game. She was obviously getting tired. Well, first of all, in the first game, because Francis was uh, keeping us updated while we were doing the show, and it was like, okay, they're in cruise control right now. It, we were kind of giggling in between the breaks, like, okay, we got this one. Let's see how we do. So, was it the sixth? Was it the sixth inning when uh, Ella hit the three-run homer? Yeah, there was a three-run homer, and then there was this other run that I could not, for the life of me, figure out where it came from. I couldn't figure uh, out. Where was the sixth I think it, came it from. might have been an unearned run or something like that. But it okay. was for the five to nothing. They were all bona fide. Uh, and, you know, of course, with Summer Clark pitching, once they had the 2 nothing lead in the top of the first, I'm actually do I'm counting the outs. Okay, one down, 20 to go, two down, 19 to go, and all that. Uh, like I say, Tony, I think she got tired in the second game. And How's that? Well, in the first game, she struck out 11. In the second game, she only struck out 9, and uh, she gave up two hits instead of one. What a drop-off. What a so huge drop-off. You can see it was probably catching up to her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like I say, everything's good. Now we go to game two. Oh, and they had the start of the championship game was delayed over an hour because the team they played in the final, it took them 20 innings to win the game. Wow. And they beat a previously unbeaten team, yes. too. It was kind of an upset. Uh, I guess they probably had second thoughts. This was the year they decided not to have a international tiebreaker after nine innings. I don't know if you're familiar with the international tiebreaker. They start with a runner on, you know, after nine innings. In the 10th inning, whoever made the last out in the ninth inning starts out at second base. 
And uh, now, having said that, I don't know if that would have made any difference in there. The pitching was good. But the other ironic thing about Boston Spa, who won the uh, 20 inning game, they were down one to nothing, home run in the bottom of the seventh to tie it. Whoa. And then they go on. Some and like, dramatics. <laughs> yeah. And like I say, even the team that lost the semifinals, they played the equivalent of three games because it was 20 innings. So, actually, Boston Spa played the equivalent of four games. <laughs> but, uh, okay, now, we fast forward to game two, like I said, an hour and a quarter later than the scheduled starting time. And, okay, after one inning, scoreless. After two innings, scoreless. After three innings, scoreless. After four innings, scoreless. And now I'm starting to get paranoid because all I could think of was two years ago, they lost the final game one to nothing. And I'm sure you might recall I told you that that year, I think half a dozen games down there at uh, between the semis and the finals, the final score was one nothing because DePew also lost the championship game one nothing that year. And uh, like I say, especially with the Will East team two years ago, if you told me they would have only given up one run, I would have bet the house they would win the state championship. So like I say, Fourth inning, nothing, nothing. Oh, no, it's deja vu all over again. You know, are they going to somehow skip a run and uh, the bats go silent? Well, Christy Mack took care of that in the bottom of the fifth. She let off with a home run. And then Maddie Miskey, in her final at-bat in her senior year, right after uh, Christy Mack, she hits her first ever career home run. Oh, cool. Cool. Talk about it. That's How about awesome. saving the best for last? What so, a memory. Now they're up 2 nothing, And uh, with only two innings left, Summer, you know, is pretty golden. Uh, as long as the team behind her doesn't give the other team four outs, it was over. You know, I was ready to call up and say start planning the parade and all that. And uh, so what a great feeling. But then uh, – I think they got another run. It was, it was LA. I think it was LA again who hit the homer in the last inning. No, I don't think LA. Yeah, I think you're right. LA did might have hit a home run. I don't know. She had two home runs in the first game. I'm starting to blank now, you know, but uh, <laughs> it, it was just what a great feeling and all that. The parents, they were having a good old time. Oh, I would imagine. Uh, it, was, it was just so good to be a part of. And. Right away, they weren't, uh, as it turned out, there wasn't supposed to be a game on that diamond afterwards, but with all the shuffling because of the uh, fact that that one game went 20 innings and moved all the scheduling, just threw it right out the window and all that, uh, they uh, dumped ice on, uh, or tried to dump ice on Chris Doerr. Well, unfortunately, they did the pitchers bound, so the ground crew wasn't too happy when they had to get the diamond ready for the next oh, game. But man. they're young; they'll get over it. But, uh, <laughs> what a great feeling, Roger! If I remember right, I've read that I guess in the 2017 game, the kind of the game-winning hit went towards Christy Mack in the infield. It would have been a tough play, but it went towards her. Well, yeah, it was in the hole between short and third, and. Uh, Wow, I cannot remember. Was it the fact that she couldn't try for the force out at third because the ball being in the hole, the third baseman actually 
went after it as well, so there was no one to cover. And even Christie, as talented as she was, that would have been it would have been a tough the play, throw but... of the century to throw the the batter out at first base, you know, from deep in the hole at shortstop and all that. So, uh, but for her to still get that game winning homer after oh, what happened two years ago, couldn't happen to a nicer person. She worked so hard. Well, what a talented team! Christy Mack, as good as she is, she bats sixth. Well, you were reading last week. You were reading some of the uh, the averages. I don't know if was that on the air during the yeah break. that was yeah that was on the air. We had let's ten players I think batting over four hundred something like that, <laughs> yeah. and it was like absolutely nuts. Clark had like a point four six ERA going into the weekend. Oh, oh the stats are just when crazy. she's on. Not only can she off speed pitch, and you know it's not strictly heat. She throws all these other pitches, and then when she does come across the. Uh, decides to just throw a fastball on that. Number one, it's in a great location. And number two, they got the batter thinking about all these other pitches. And she has a knack for having when they're uh, thinking heat, then all of a sudden she could throw a changeup without telegraphing it. A lot of girls throw uh, a changeup. You can tell so early in their windup, it's going to be a changeup. You can actually account for it. Not with her. Boy, how she does that. That is a talent. And now they lose seven seniors, six of which I believe are either starters or flex players. But That's going to be tough to replace. <laughs> yeah, but they still have Summer, who's only going to be a junior. They still have Ella, the catcher, the cleanup hitter, and uh, Abby Stellrack, the second baseman. Now I'm going to assume that's first, third, and fourth in the batting order because Summer bats f- fifth this year. Ella bats fourth, so one of them is going to move up to third, and the other one would either be at fourth or stay at fourth. Uh, be pretty hard not to get uh, one or two runs just out of those three in a game, and that's all that Summer Clark needs. That's amazing. What an amazing team. To show you how talented that team is, uh, Carla Leone, senior pitcher, going to UB to play softball. She's 1A. She was not number one pitcher. Summer was. She was 1A. That's how talented that was. And like I say, it shows Max Preps got them either top 10 or right they, on the cusp They're nine top for 10. Max Preps. No, they're number 12 for USA Today. That's outstanding. Yeah, and undefeated. Any softball team, even how many of the teams that are above them were undefeated? A lot of them though, that are above them were not undefeated. They've had at least one loss. So that shows you how... Uh, it's just a special team. And hats off to Chris Doerr. Sure. He's taken... Teams now in three sports of the state finals. And I all read that. that. That blew my mind away. Yeah. What uh, basketball, soccer, and now softball, and he finally has a state championship. In, you know, in his resume, well, he's obviously doing something right at Williamsville East. And, yeah, uh, maybe. I guess he's doing okay. They're, they're lucky to have him and, uh, for sure. And they were, and I went there. I think it was like ten thirty, eleven o'clock that night. I went over to Williamsville East. There was a whole crowd. It was pouring, raining. There was a whole crowd there as the team bus got escorted by, I believe, a police car and a couple of fire trucks as they came in, and the whole parking lot was just ecstatic. That's neat. I love when they do that. Greet the team with the uh, championship team with the you know people going crazy. Fire trucks and, and police cars leading them back to the school from what Lowe's, I guess it was on uh, transit. Yeah, some yeah that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, kudos to them. Congratulations! And I was so happy to be a part of it, Anthony. I was so ha- just elated. And don't forget, next week they will be in studio, uh, including Summer. She will be here, and we'll talk to them, get their 
pick their brains as to what they were thinking about. Especially, I want to know about that that ride to the uh, to the game one on virtually no sleep. Well, she wouldn't know. She would have been on the uh, first bus. Oh, she's the first a, bus. Well, she's I, only a sophomore. Rachel and but uh, yeah, Christy most of the know. girls. Four of the girls that are coming in went to the prom. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, like I say, also uh, congratulations to the Clark family in general. The two older sisters played on the 2014 Will South State Championship team. Really? Yes. Wow. Keeping it in the family. Nice job. All right, when we come back from the break, I do want to hear a little bit about the Eden uh, game and get us caught up on that. If you have a camper clinic that you'd like to promote, 803-0550. I'd like to hear about that. Uh, we try to do our best to post them on the Inside High School Sports Facebook page. You can go there to uh, check that out. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports after this. Back one last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. Well, Williamsville East wasn't the only team playing uh, in the state semifinals. Uh, Eden was as well, but things didn't go as well for Eden as they did Will East. No, uh, and uh, congratulations to our buddy Markel. He was down there covering Oneida, who was the team that knocked off Eden in the state semis. Uh, Five nothing, I don't think is indicative of the way the game went. It was closer than the score would indicate. The fifth run was a token unearned run where I think it was the bottom of the six. It was just a lackadaisical play, and they ended up with one extra run. But uh, assuming the score would have been four nothing, uh, the Eden Lady Raiders uh, squandered three scoring chances. Left runners in scoring position, less than one out, and could not bring them home. So their pitcher, when the Oneida pitcher in the clutch, did the job. And it wasn't like she was throwing miserable heat and all that. She was throwing, you know, off-speed uh, pitches that just had the, uh, you know, Eden girls, you know, baffled enough. on the, uh, at, you know, back of their heels right. and all that. Uh what can we say? That's uh, they only have two seniors, Peyton Basinski and Maddie Woodard. Congratulations on great careers. Sorry at an uh, end, but hey, like I told uh, the girls after the game, uh, Marissa let me speak at the uh, you know post game talk and all that. I says there's probably a hundred to 150 teams out there that would trade places with you at that stage of the game. There's no losers. There's only winners and runners up. And, and uh, they should, you know, keep their heads high. They had a great absolutely. year. Absolutely. And uh, Marissa emphasized that. She says, look, if you guys played this team ten times, you'd probably lose five and win five. Again, it's just the scoring chances were there, and they couldn't capitalize. And on the bright side, other than uh, Maggie and Peyton, who I alluded to, they got everybody coming back. Uh and like I told you, the last few weeks that I was here between the section championship and the crossover and the far west regionals, they're seventh and eighth and batter seventh and eighth batters in the batting order, just as productive as the top four in the batting order. So they are gonna be reckoned with anything less than a 
return to the state semis next year, I'm sure will be a big disappointment. They got two really good pitchers. They got a half a dozen really good hitters. Uh, I expect big things. Hopefully this was a prep. And, uh, again, cra- congratulations to Coach Lexi Nasca, uh, AD, uh, Marissa Falcaro, and all the Lady Raider players. I just adore all of them, Anthony, and it was a pleasure to be a part of them this season as well as with uh, the Willie's Lady Flames. You know, congratulations, obviously, on a, on a great year. Keep it, uh, keep it positive. Work harder for next year. As we said, we were looking for camps and info on camps and clinics. If you have one, uh, please call in at 803-0550 if you'd like to pass it on. Uh, Kenmore Rugby is promoting uh, rugby camps and clinic July 15th and 18th, boys and girls middle school camps, 830 to 1230, girls high school clinic, 130 to 330, boys high school clinic, 430 to 6 p.m. You can sign up at www r-a-k-a-v-i-i dot com backslash events that's www.r-a-k-a-v-i-i dot com backslash events and that if you had any kind of uh, uh, interest in rugby this might be a great way for you to find out even if you just go to watch just to get an idea of what it's like maybe it's something that will uh will suit you and say, hey, yeah, and this is open to boys and girls, by the way, so uh, check that out. It's also Information is also on our uh, Inside High School Sports Facebook page, so uh, pretty good stuff there. And uh, we're working on uh, getting uh, doing some more stuff on rugby this summer, promote the sport. It's a you know fast-growing sport. A lot of kids are really taking to it and liking it. So we'll do our best to promote it if there's any kind of uh, way that we can help the sport. We absolutely would love to. Same with lacrosse. We'll do whatever we can to pass information on to our listeners. That's something that we, we enjoy doing on the program. All right. So I was doing some research last night and from the football season, not to change subject too much, but uh, we had, if you didn't know, Aaron J- Joe Licata's uh, passing TD records in a season was broken. Aaron Chase tied it in week nine of Starpoint with 36. And then Cole Snyder of Southwestern, who's now going to Rutgers for, uh, to be a quarterback, broke it with his 37th TD at the stadium. Uh, so big year then. And then Jake Ritz from St. Francis. Keep in mind, he's only a sophomore. First game of the season, he breaks the school record for passing yards in a game with 485. And then he goes on, he sets the Western New York single season passing record with three, with over 3,300 yards. He also threw for 36 TDs this season. You know, it's amazing how uh, the evolution of the passing game in high school. When we started this program, pretty much everybody were uh, run-first type of uh of offenses now, you're, we're seeing you know multiple receivers out, empty backfield. We're seeing hurry up, uh, you know, read options, all this stuff. The evolution has been amazing, and a lot of that has to do with the summer passing camps that the teams seven get involved. on seven, the seven on sevens. What a great way that is to work your offense and improve uh, your communication one between your receiver and your skill players. Uh, you get that timing down. It's been fantastic. 
But the thing that's amazing, Francis, and I'm thinking about that as you're rattling that off. Okay, Aaron Chase and Cole Snyder, they break the records, but before they have a chance to even get their names published as holding the records in uh, this year's or next year's uh, program in your book, somebody else breaks it so their names might not even make that. Yeah, I mean, they're just it was just an amazing year for quarterbacks. We talked about it until Tom was talking about it all year, year the quarterback. And then it was kind of this weird thing where it was kind of Riegerman and Dolak, more runners, kind of stole the show. And I was, I mean, I could go on an hour, but I spent like a good 45 minutes just kind of going through in my head the football season. It was just, you know, an amazing season, a lot of big names. And we graduated, I think next year's going to be rebuilding year because we graduated a lot of talented kids, kids who were three-year starters, Aaron Waller, Keyshawn Beal, Guys, household names. So I think, I don't know about you, Roger, I think it's going to be a bit of a rebuilding year in terms of stars in Section 6. But there's always somebody that's going to step up. Yeah, we're going to be surprised by somebody, but um, we're going to find out about kids who are going to be the next Aaron Waller, next Keyshawn Beal. But we saw a lot of big names graduate this year, and I hope people don't forget that some of the how special it was, how much talent or the depth of talent, I should say, we had. Well, this is the time of year that those players are going to improve, the ones that are going to make that jump. They're going to work hard at, at the camps and clinics. I know uh, Cardinal O'Hara has a football camp coming up. Uh, you know, a lot of the schools do what St. Joe's usually does. I think Canisius does. Can you, yeah, they have their lineman camp this weekend. I've heard it's been going pretty well. So, I mean, this is such a great way for kids to improve and get better, not to mention who's in the weight room, who's working hard in the offseason, who's running. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that sets it up. And then you get that kid that comes out of nowhere that uh, you know might have uh, been a JV player last year and it makes that big leap uh, to varsity and does extremely well. So you know, it all depends on when they develop as a as, as a person and as an athlete. Uh, it just something happens. The light switch is is flipped, and they're ready to go, and it, just take it to another level. So we see that every year, and I know we'll see that this year. The question is, who is it going to be? For what team is it going to come from? Those are the interesting things, and we'll get into all of that uh, as we get closer to the fall when we do our our football previews. We have uh, the Kensington Lions All Star Game coming up the last Wednesday of July. So it'll be the thirty first this year. It'll, everything's late this year because of the calendar, right? So, uh, you know, we'll find out. We'll get a lot of those answers, and then we'll get into previewing uh, the season. Yeah, opening day, is this will be uh, one of the first years in quite a while that the opening Friday night is after Labor Day, so all the kids are already at school, whereas most of the years, where the way the calendar works out, uh, they actually play their first game before they enroll in school for the school year. Yep. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Well, thanks to DK. Uh, thanks to you guys for listening. Have a great weekend. School's out for the summer. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.